Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach. Let's get started. All right. Jacqueline Johnson is on the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. Jacqueline, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me, Kelly. All right. Well, let's dig in and have a great conversation. So Jacqueline, you've had an amazing business career in a very short time. I think you lived a couple lives um, before most people finish the first leg of their career journey, which is really awesome. And I would love to just today dig into a little bit of your story and those experiences and you know some of the biggest learnings that entrepreneurs can apply as they're building and growing their own businesses. So, you know, take us back in time, share a little bit of what that journey was like for you. Yeah. So, you know, basically my entrepreneur journey started really as an accident. Um, I never really set out to be a business owner or an entrepreneur. I was in fact kind of climbing the corporate ladder in New York City, um, had multiple jobs, sort of the beginning of social media, um, you know, where everyone's like, what's Twitter? What's Facebook? Should we be on that? Um, and I basically was like, yes, let me do that for you. Um, so really early to social media in that way and was the director of social media um, at a company called IAC, which is a holding company that owns like Daily Beast, Match, uh, now Tinder, but also this company called Pronto, which is what I work for, which was essentially an Amazon competitor. And then the recession hit and um, everyone was getting laid off left and right. And I got the opportunity to be transferred to Los Angeles to work at City Search, another property that was owned by IAC. Went over to City Search, moved to Los Angeles, basically uprooted my entire life and um, kind of came in hot. You know, I was really excited. I loved my old job in New York. I loved my old boss. Like they were very open to my ideas and me sort of like running with stuff. And the environment was very different at City Search. And essentially I just kind of came up against wall after wall after wall um, and was laid off three months after moving to Los Angeles. Um, and at which point I was like, great, let me start looking for a job. Everything at the time in Los Angeles was uh, entertainment focused, of which I had no experience. My experience was primarily in the fashion and beauty realm and marketing, um, social media marketing, things like that. And so essentially, um, the next thing that happened was I just kind of put out an email, was like, hi, out of a job in Los Angeles looking for work and started getting some clients through um, different connections. And uh, one thing led to another. And all of a sudden, I had a company, which was my first business called No Subject, um, which I started with a business partner. Um, who was specializing primarily in events. I was really like the digital marketer, social media um, sort of portion. And she was like the offline events. Um, kind of came together and started the agency. And it was, you know, I was 23, I think when I started it. So super young, maybe had three or four years work experience under my belt in corporate America um, and had no idea what I was doing. And it was, it was so fun and so exciting and such like a, I always look back at that time as like, a really precious moment within my entrepreneurial career because you have nothing to lose and it was really yeah. exciting. So I'll stop there because I, I could keep going forever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. So even back then though, like it, I always feel like, you know, when one door closes, that's, that's how another uh, door opens. And I feel like that's something to remind everybody of in this year where nothing has gone as planned. And for a lot of people, what they had intended or been working towards or um, had foreseen, right, unfolding this year didn't happen. And, you know, I think sometimes it's so hard to um, 
paint a new picture for the future of what's possible when you're still attached to the past. I love that you just started like sending out emails and you're like, oh, hey, you know, like, let's go, let's do this. Um, but for you, so, so you finally like end up creating this company, you have your partner, they're doing the offline stuff, you're doing the online stuff. Um, what happens next? Yeah. So, you know, basically we had a kind of a gangbuster year, you know, we grew really fast. We had employees, we were getting really incredible clients. Um, but essentially some of the things that we just didn't have in place ended up biting us in the butt further down the line. So things like a really strong operating agreement, things like understanding the, the where the cash flow in the company was going and, and things like that. We ended up breaking up about two to three years into the business, um, which is brutal. So when it happened, I remember thinking like, this is the end of the world. Like it was awful. It's like embarrassing on the career front. Cause you're like, great. Now I have to go tell all our clients that like, I no longer have a business partner. You have to tell your employees. It's like a really, it's a, a really challenging thing as an entrepreneur. But what I realized is that after telling the story, there were so many people who had gone through that. And it actually happens quite a lot um, in the business world. And so it was a really difficult lesson for me to learn, but like a really valuable one. Um, so I ended up running the company solo for three years after that, and then sold that company to Small Girls PR in New York, um, I think in 2016, um, and then basically started running Create and Cultivate full time. So Create and Cultivate had started as part of that company um, and was really just like a fun side project offline event for women to get together, talk about entrepreneurship and really a way for me to network with other female uh, freelancers, creatives, entrepreneurs, things like that. Um, and it wasn't really a money maker. I mean, it was really just this fun project I did and I did it for three years before I ever thought about making it a business. Um, so when I sold No Subject, that's when I went uh, pretty much full time uh, into focusing on Create and Cultivate. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, first of all, I want to go back into some of the lessons. I think, you know, for me as a business owner, as we've scaled, I, I've learned that in order to sustain success, you have to put a lot of focus on those things that, you know, you may not be as excited to spend your time and energy on. Like for us, you know, this year, as we scaled and scaled and scaled, I was on the phone with the lawyers every week and, and working through HR for everything. And, you know, we had to redo all of our systems and all of our, all of our legal documents on every front. It's like everything changes. Right. And you said, you know, there were some things there, you know, that, that maybe were, weren't buttoned up as much as you would have liked. And I think that's really important for everyone listening to hear, because I think that as entrepreneurs, many times, uh, business is simplified down to revenue growth and it's simply not the case. Yeah. That's one little small piece of what running a company is about. So I would love for you to unpack that a little bit, just because I think it's a great reminder for everybody that like revenue is a piece, right? And it's really, really important. You got to have money coming in, but you also know, need to know how to keep it and then protect it and then take all those other steps to make sure that, you know, it circulates the right way. For sure. So I would say, you know, for number one is like our operating agreement at Crane Cultivate changes every couple of years. So it's something that we, you know, consistently revisit because things change, company changes, roles change, whatever it is. So that's something that's really important that it's not a stagnant, stagnant document. And even if you started your company with like a legal Zoom standard, you know, operating agreement, you can always, you know, redo it as you grow and change as a company. Um, I would also say that uh, HR is hugely important and also probably the least 
um, thing that you invest in when you're building a company, but there's so many great resources out there, whether it's part-time or consulting yes. that you can use as like HR software, which I think is really important. Same thing with financials. So, um, you know, one thing that I would always say is like, do your financials on a cruel basis. Um, you know, I ran both my companies as cash businesses for so long. Um, and it's just not the way that the business world works. So doing things from the get go really clean and efficiently. And if you can getting your, you know, financials audited every year, just make sure you're super on top of stuff. Um, you know, as you grow and build, and then also just like employee handbooks and policies and things that you think don't matter. I know like even like four years ago, um, you know, at Create and Cultivate, we would all be on a group text. Like we had no Slack, we had no nothing. It was like a group text. And like our COO came in and was like, what the hell is everyone doing to all this text? Like get them off the text. Like, so it's funny because it was just like, if that's how it started when it was a small crew and like, that's what we were doing. And that's like what we knew before bringing on someone who could operationally streamline the entire business. So thinking about those things and you know, change is painful. It's hard, especially for a founder or an entrepreneur that's used to doing things the way that they're used to doing them. And that they, that has worked. Doesn't always mean it's the best way of doing things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Okay. So now you, you did this for a couple of years. You were just like giving back. You were enjoying the process. You're enjoying the journey. You sold the other company. Now you're in the new company and, and tell us a little bit about like how this came together, create and cultivate. Yeah. And what do, what do things look like today? Totally. So when Create and Cultivate first started, you know, we were primarily a conference business. That's what we were most well known for. So we would host conferences all over the country with thousands of women attending, content creators, CEOs, and celebrities speaking. Um, and that's still a huge part of business, but it's changed fundamentally. Um, I mean, especially given this year, but we essentially, um, you know, started really small. I think we were three people. It was like me, an editorial person, um, and a producer and an assistant, like, and that was it. And, you know, we just grew really fast and furious in terms of volume, but like we kept the team pretty nimble. Um, so today we are 17 people, 18 people. I think we're 18 people. Yeah. 18 people. Um, at Create and Cultivate, um, which, you know, is huge to me, like obviously still pretty small, but um, we're completely self-funded. We never took on outside funding. Um, and, you know, now we're a pretty multifaceted media company. So we have our conferences, obviously now virtual conferences, but we have our podcast, our product lines, our book, um, you know, all sorts of ways that we sort of work with different partners, brands, but also our consumers to bring them, you know, the tools, tips, and tricks they need to go out and create and cultivate the career of their dreams. One thing that we've been really focused on this year is our membership program. So we have a membership program called Insiders. We're actually about to relaunch it. Um, that is essentially access to our video vault of past panels and keynotes. It has downloads for your career, whether it's a cap table or a job resume, um, monthly mentor sessions, digital mentor sessions. And it was something we launched last year just because we wanted to give access to more people because obviously with the events, you can only reach a certain amount of people. Um, and who knew what this year was going to bring and like how crazy it was And the membership has really like quadrupled over the past couple months. Um, and we're just really excited to see that scale and grow as part of the business. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about, um, the membership and like what your strategy around growing that is, you know, I teach and coach and train, um, a lot of high ticks to get service-based entrepreneurs that are scaling their businesses online. And, you know, I think once you get that high ticket scaled up, you know, that can be a great way to exactly what you said. And, and listen to what I'm saying, guys, after you get the business scaled up and you're making money, right. Which is what you yeah. guys do. 
two, you don't start with a low dollar membership offer. Um, but it's a great way to then open up access and expand your reach and cast a wider net to introduce more people to the brand that then ultimately, you know, can, can move their way upward. So talk a little bit about like what the strategy with the membership is. Yeah. So the strategy when it started out has probably changed a little bit, but essentially the, the membership was twofold when we launched it. It was an events membership and an, an online membership. Cause what we found was we had our girls that came to all of our events, like attended, you know, all the different, um, whether it was our smaller city events or our larger conferences and wanted that premium access on site. So front of line passes, being in the front row, meeting and greets with, you know, people, all that kind of stuff on site. And then there was the digital membership. So women who maybe like are like, I can't fly to Los Angeles. I can't go to Texas. I live in Kansas, but I want access to all this information and these people. That really is where the digital membership lies because you're essentially getting all of the panels from every single thing. You're getting all the access to these amazing women. You're getting the digital mentorship. You're getting the downloads, all these different things. And then there's a combination membership for both. Um, so really this year we're doubling down on the digital membership, obviously. So um, the goal of the membership really, and the reason it came about was we reach around a million women monthly through our site, social, and newsletters. But when it comes to our events, we're getting about 1,000, 1,500, maybe 3,000 people at the largest. So we're leaving all these people off yeah. the table. Like they don't get access to it. They that's get to that's it. exactly what I, yep, that's exactly yeah, what I'm they saying. Don't, they yeah. don't take so how can we give them access to this at a price point that feels accessible um so we're really excited we've completely redone it so they have access to essentially to a private dashboard with all this information it's essentially like another create and cultivate site that has all exclusive premium content all access to video they have their own slack channel where they can interact and network so it's been really amazing especially during these times to see the community really come together and support oh, one another yeah. so so we're really, really excited about that. And that's been a huge focus. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And so being, you know, having your hands in helping so many different industries and spaces and types of entrepreneurs create and cultivate, uh, what are some of the trends that you're seeing right now that you're most excited about that you're like, wow, this is really, really cool. Like, let's watch this, you know, because I think, again, wh what I think is so interesting about what's happening right now is things are falling off, new things are emerging, new trends are coming about. I actually think we're gonna move into a lot of innovation and really cool, interesting breakthroughs in business that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So is there anything emerging right now that you guys are seeing that you're like, yeah, you know, this is something to really pay attention to? Yeah, I think, you know, we're definitely in that same sort of uh, headspace where we think there's gonna be a lot of innovation, a lot of change, a lot of like push to digital yeah. that probably should have happened years ago, but just because of the way things yeah. operate they haven't. Yeah. Um, we're really excited about the digital summits that we've been hosting. We really think we've cracked a formula. I think what's going we're going to start seeing next year, maybe late next year, is sort of that physical digital or digital, what people are calling it, collaboration, where yeah. the digital becomes a huge piece of our offline experience and what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're really excited about. We recently launched a uh, pop-up shop in Culver City in, in Los Angeles that is, um, Completely, you can't go into the store. Um, the windows are shoppable with QR codes. You can also have a product delivered on Postmates or picked up. Everything is COVID friendly. So we kind of reimagine what retail looks like in this new world. Um, and we've had such an amazing reaction to it where people are su super interested in like that type of um, experience. And we think that's gonna continue to happen people really reinventing the way that they shop, the way that they read, yeah. the way that they consume content or media and those type of things. And so we're really excited about experimenting with that. 
That's really cool. Very interesting. And, and I definitely agree. That's, that's really, really interesting. And so for you with growing the reach to the scope that you guys have, what have been some of the biggest catalysts for that growth for you? And, and what are the things that you would share with entrepreneurs building their platforms, building their audiences online that you feel have been the most important pillars of making that happen? Yeah, I would say number one is that we didn't sell a lot to our audience at the beginning. We just provided value. So at the very beginning, I mean, the only thing we sold were tickets. All of our content was free. We were aggressively giving away free content and just providing value and really becoming like that trusted resource. So that was like the first couple years of the business. I think that was really important to grow yeah. the audience. The second was we had really amazing women speaking at our events that had their own followings that were then posting about creating Cultivate and therefore joining our community. Yeah. So that kind of influencer word of mouth was super important as well. Um, and also we, um, one thing that I think has been really important to our success is momentum. Like we don't launch a conference and then go quiet for like four months until yeah. our next conference. Like we always have new news and that's like what we've always been doing. And even in this other time, it's like, all right, we have a retail pop-up shop. We have another virtual conference. Like we're launching this new thing. We launch a product line. Like we always have new news kind of happening. And I think that's really important. People engaged and following. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. That that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Good for you guys. That's, that's really exciting. So, um, looking into the future, what are you most excited about right now with your company and what are kind of the biggest things like from 2020 and, and what you've learned so far and what you've experienced that you would want to pass along, you know, to the listeners that we have on the show today? Yeah, we're really excited, um, you know, for our future. We're really doubling down on video content. So a lot, you'll be seeing a little bit of a version of Crane Cultivate TV um, and how we're sort of launching our, um, you know, video ventures when it comes to that. So we're super excited about everything video. Um, and then also product lines. So we just launched our vegan leather goods line, which we're really excited about. We have even more stuff in store coming out of that. So definitely keep an eye out for that and more products. Um, I mean, 2020, like, uh, wow. So I, I, you know, I really, my heart goes out to all the small business owners and entrepreneurs out there. It is like, no one, I mean, I think, you know, I always plan for worst case scenario. I'm just like that glass half empty person when it comes to business, because you kind of have to be. Um, and I think like no one could have predicted what's happening this year. Like, there's just no way like that, um, you know, anyone could have known. And um, you know, my heart goes out to anyone who's launching a business or raising money or anything like that. So I think, you know, the biggest lesson coming out of this, and it's something that I've been preaching for a long time and no one listened to or paid attention or thought was cool, but is that, you know, you have to run a business that makes money. Like you have to look at your numbers. And I think there's a lot of businesses out there that for the past three to four years may have raised a lot of money, but spent a ton of money as yeah. well. And didn't yeah. have the you know cash capacity or cash flow or bandwidth to survive this i mean who obviously would have known it doesn't mean they're bad business people it's just like you could have never predicted but for me as a self-funded company like cash is king i've always run a super tight ship probably much to the chagrin of my employees who are like what we're not like you know having the, the coolest office with like ten thousand snacks it's like we have bars and that's it but like i've never spent frivolously on the company and i've always everything is accounted for and in when this hit, you know, we were lucky in that we were yeah. in a short cash position to be able to survive and weather and pivot and come up with new ideas um, versus having to scramble to try and figure something out. So 
Um, I think that's number one is just like economical. That's like a good lesson. And I think number two is never be married to what you're doing. You know, I think yes. you have to be willing to pivot and yes. think outside the box. And if something's yes. not working, you have to be willing to pull the plug and like move on to the next thing and hire accordingly and fire accordingly. And it's tough decisions. And I think, uh, but I think you have to be that way in business, especially these days. Um, and I don't think anyone will think otherwise after this year for sure. But, um, you know, if your business didn't survive this year or you put it on pause or whatever it is, I mean, I think it's just important to keep the positivity and like the excitement around your idea because, you know, this, this too shall pass. And I think that, you know, coming out of it, I really want to see women come out of this and start companies and, you know, raise money and go out and make their ideas happen because I think, um, it's so important. Um, like small business owners are like the heart of the economy. So just yeah. thinking how important that is. Uh, sure. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. It was so awesome having you on the show today. I love everything that you shared and, and all the work that you guys are doing, which is just phenomenal, impacting so many people. Um, I definitely want to invite everyone to follow you, connect with you, learn about the, the events you have coming up, the summits, the membership. So why don't we tell them a little bit about where they can find all the, the greatness that you guys are up to and, and how to connect with you further. Yeah, so we're at createcultivate.com or at createcultivate on Instagram. And then our podcast is Work Party and at Work Party on Instagram. And you can shop at Shop Create Cultivate and follow me at Jacqueline R. Johnson. We're kind of everywhere. It. Love it. Jacqueline, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was awesome having you on the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Kelly. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you back here next time. Hold on, one more thing before you go. As a valued listener, I wanna help you build your business, not just during the times that you're listening to the show, but all day, every day, every week of the year. I have a new Facebook group called The Tribe of Unstoppables, and it's a place for you to come gather with other successful, driven, passionate entrepreneurs, creating financial freedom for their families, building a life and legacy of impact and significance. If you want to be a part of the community where you can network, get leads, gain referrals, build your business, and get unbelievable free trainings from myself and my team, go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. That's kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. Or you can just pop into Facebook and search Tribe of Unstoppables. Drop me a note and let me know when you join. Can't wait to see you there.